السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ ویلکم ٹو دی ویکلی تھرسڈے مارننگ ایڈیشن اف ہاؤس ہولڈ ایکسپریس ای پروگرام ڈیڈیکیٹڈ ٹو آل یور ہوم میکنگ نیڈز آئی ایم سسٹر امارا جوائن بائی مائی کو ہوسٹ شیف زکیہ تکاری این وی ڈیلائٹڈ ٹو بی ان یور کمپنی دس لولی تھرسڈے مارننگ کمنگ ٹو یو لائیو فرام دی اسٹوڈیوز ان انڈونیشیا جوہانسبرگ ساؤتھ افریقہ السلام علیکم زکیہ ہاؤ ار یو کیپنگ simple ones we're talking about faluda bombay crush as well and the recipe we're going to be sharing with you today is a cheesy chicken piri bread roll recipe and that is from courtesy from my guest it's online from the uk sister anisa karolia anisa grams as well and then um the question we're asking you today is what is your most used kitchen appliance or gadget during the month of ramadan and what's your favorite dessert during the month of ramadan and we also welcome to take all your cooking and baking questions or concerns uh, the whatsapp number is 0727861548 well listeners today we catch up with the esteemed guest sister anisa karolia who is one of uk's most popular food bloggers she has recently launched a ramadan cookbook that is filled with such gems and flavorful meals and i'd like to welcome sister anisa to the airways of radio islam assalamu alaikum anisa how are you Waalaikum salam um apa amara alhamdulillah i'm fine how are you well you be honored i'm joined by my uh, co-host uh, chef zakia takari who is also in the studio with you with me and we absolutely delighted to have you as a guest all the way from uk on today's program uh yes i'm really excited and jazaka on and assalamu alaikum to uh, sister zakia as well um i'm so um, happy to speak to you guys this morning and we too now anisa where did your love from cooking come from so yeah, i would say um apamara it started very early on um in i would probably say i was about 9 years old and um my mom is uh, she loves cooking and she loves baking as well so it was always watching her um cooking in the kitchen asking her questions and i think i was I wanted to be involved um and you know just the, the smell the, the aromas of food um and um I think that's that's where it all started Mm-hmm. Yes. and i think what a great i think most of our love for cooking uh, all our uh, cooking inspirations come from our mothers as well now sister anisa That's how right. did you end up becoming a food blogger and what inspired you to follow this passion Uh yes so I started with um a few years ago uh blogging on my so I started with taking pictures of my food that I used to cook for the family and sharing them on Instagram 
my friends and uh, a few followers that I had, they used to say, oh, you know, that looks really nice. Um, what about a recipe to go with it? Mm -hmm. So I thought that would be really good, you know, because it was quite early at times. So I didn't really know how to use um, Instagram in the, in the beginning. Uh, so then I started sharing recipes. And then one of my childhood friends said, why don't you share it on YouTube? Mm. And I told her that, I don't think I can do YouTube. I'm not sure how, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm not very confident. And she said, you know, you think about it, it's, it's really good because you'll be helping a lot of people. It'd be nice to share your step-by-step, -step, you know, just how to cut an onion even or just making an omelette, um, how to even like maybe going a bit technical with regards to, you know, folding samosas. So I, I thought, you let me think, you know, I, I spoke to my husband and um, he said, that would be really, really amazing, you know, to, to share your recipes. And also I found at the time people didn't want to share a lot of recipes too. Mm -hmm. So I think I made it my mission to um, uh, share my recipes. I started with uh, sharing a lot of uh, what you call um, Ramadan recipes. And I think that's probably where I'm known for. And that would be my savouries, you know, samosa spring rolls, mm -hmm. uh, pies, uh, cheese balls, etc. And... Um, I, I got lots of positive feedback and I think that's how it kind of just carried on and I felt really, you know, I thought people are giving me good feedback and they quite, I found it quite inspiring and I felt also that I'm teaching people and, um, they, you know, whether you're, you're just a, a student or uh, even just, you know, you, you're newly married and everybody gave good feedback and I think that's how it continued. Mm -hmm. Alhamdulillah, yes. What an inspiration as well. And now, Anissa, you've come up with a cookbook for Ramadan. We have to ask you, what are the staple Ramadan items that can be found in most homes during iftar in the UK? Yeah, so most of our homes will be laid out with, um, you'd have, of course, your dates, your, there'd be water, we'd also have fruits. Watermelon is, is amazing. Um, also, uh, coconut water. We'd also have savouries. So a few starters um, would be like your, again, um, maybe uh, bajiyas or you know, like pakoras. We'd have samosas, spring rolls. So we, I wouldn't make too many. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe two variations because my children absolutely love the savouries. Um, also, we'd have a small main meal as well. And it, uh, I mean, I'm sure you, you, you also know, Abba Amara, we, we, we think we can eat so much, but when yes. the time actually comes for iftar, um, you're really, really stuffed and stuffed. You, you can't so eat so true. much. It's so true. There's so much of barakah um, in the food in Ramadan, you know. Exactly, 100%, yes. So um, we, we can't eat too much. Uh, of course, there'll be some dessert as well. So it's like a full, like a three-course meal and there may be some days we'll have some faluda so you're you know the um it's really nice and it's really creamy uh rose faluda maybe a like a, a very light dessert because i like to keep desserts quite light um so I'd, i've got a faluda recipe as well like a mango faluda the set dessert in my mm, book happy. um mm -hmm. also the also rose faluda as well which is um uh, the the drinking um one milkshake type that's also in the book too so so you'd probably find most of these kind of um foods um on on the table main meals would probably be roti maybe chapati kima um maybe some you know like a rice dish as well like maybe curry kitchi with some uh, potatoes and spinach which is which is a which is a good roti staple um and um it is quite popular too
Mm-hmm, yes. Now, Anissa, what's Ramadan like in the UK? Especially, I think, you're still going to be having quite cold days in the month of Ramadan this year because I see you've got a whole lot of snow in the UK. So what's the weather like yes. right now? So right now it's actually snowing um, uh, from Iraq and it's been continuing like this. So it did settle overnight. Um, it's, it's nice when it's cooler. I think uh, it helps, with, you know, with fasting so we don't feel so thirsty. I think that's probably what kind of get to, uh, gets to us when, it's, uh, when we are fasting. Not so much hunger. Mm-hmm. And then tell us what time would Siri be and what time would Iftar be in the UK the same in Ramadan? Siri would probably be quite early in the morning, so I'd probably say um, it'd be before, like about uh, about three. I think I think it is, um, okay. and uh, then it'll be iftar. We're looking after six o'clock, maybe six thirty, going on to about eight eight ish. Um, okay. So mm-hmm. alhamdulillah, it's not too bad. I, I know we've had some long uh, fasts previous years. Yes, yes. And um, mm-hmm. you know they have been, of course, challenging. But alhamdulillah, you know you you get used to it after a few fasts. You do get used to it, yes, certainly, absolutely, yes. Now, Anissa, where did you get inspiration from for your book and how did it start as a food writer? So I would say um, I started writing recipes, uh, again, you know, when I was about nine, ten years old. Mm. Uh, my mom used to have her own recipe book. So, you know, the, those messy books, uh, which kind of made no sense, and you'd have, like, little um, post-it notes in there, and they'd be a bit all over the place. So I think I, I, I picked that up from my mother as well. And she, she bought me a book, and she said, whatever, you know, you like, whatever we make, write the recipe down, because it will help you. Um, whenever you feel like making something, you've got it down and again my, my grandmother I spent a lot of time with her as well in like because we, we, we didn't live so far away mm-hmm. and um, she you know my, my school's holidays were spent a lot at her home as well so um, I would jot everything down and you know it's like a you, you have a book and you write your recipe and then you'll say oh it's you know this is my 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 grandmother's recipe or your mom's or your auntie's or your friend and it's nice to sort of date it as well because it it brings up memories having a, a recipe book of of the time that you actually made uh, a particular recipe it could be like eat time mm. that you might make you know your sweet samosas or something and um it, when i look back at them i'd remember oh you know we were all around the table so it's quite like a, a memorable thing and so I, I would start writing these recipes and then um also um my mom having a recipe book too and she'd also buy me like the from the, the shops as well and um i think i, I like flicking through books mm-hmm. and um, so it's nice to have a collection so i think um um and then when i was approached with with my publishers and and they wanted to go uh you know have a they said you know what would you think of a ramadan uh book because we've looked around and we, we can't find anything uh, for ramadan uh, or a specific book for ramadan and i thought you know that would be really really nice so i put all the recipes my childhood favorites online fan favorites together um and uh, we, we then you know, had a ramadan and I see in your book, you know, it's a lot of different recipes, different uh, cuisines as well for Ramadan, and simple recipes, yes. you know, and, and, and also, you know. Now, Anissa, how do you find time to uh, blog as well, do your YouTube videos, and now with your book as well, just launching your book as well? How do you find time for that and family time, you know? And besides preparing for Ramadan yeah, that, as well. That's a good question. 
That's right. You know, that's a good question because um, I think what we ha what I have to do is I do have like a plan mm. and um, I. I Put it down in my calendar, and I'll say, "Okay, this is what we're going. To, these are the tasks for today." Um, and I think I've done this for quite a long time. And my husband is also quite—he's he's been supportive all throughout too. So we, we work as a team. And um, it'd be, you know, obviously we have our school runs, mosque runs, etc. Cooking for the children, family. Mm. Um, we 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 all work together, and um, also. When I need, you know, I do try and keep consistent with posting recipes, mm. also trying to keep up with YouTube. So sometimes it can be, you know, we can't all do everything. Mm -hmm. So there are those days where, you know, um, you, you just have to think it's okay, you know, we'll pick up the next day or whatever. But we're, Alhamdulillah, you know, um, I think it's just it comes with organizing and, and planning. Mm, absolutely, yes, certainly. Now, Sister Nisa, I'm sure in the UK you must be getting all your different types of spices and your um, halal meat and chickens and things like that. Is it far away to get it or is it just nearby? Oh, um, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, everything is very nearby. So, we, Alhamdulillah, we're, we're very fortunate that um, we're just like... Um, Around the corner, there's a, there's a few shops. Uh, our local butchers is just a you know a, a, a short drive away. Uh, we have lots of supermarkets, so you know we always the, the stores are always you know like um, uh, they're very very nearby, so it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going, to, I'm going to be sharing with uh, the listeners your cheesy chicken piri bread roll recipe. And I say Jazakallah for allowing us to share the recipe. But I just need to ask you something on this recipe, Sister Anissa. Uh, when you're actually making your, your, your bread rolls, uh, why do you put your slice of bread in the microwave? Is there a specific reason um, for I that? Yes, um, because it's easier to roll. So when it steams slightly in the microwave, it softens. So um, it'll be easy for but once, so even if it's still like a burst of like 20 seconds or 30 seconds, okay. it'll soften the bread slice and then we can roll it nicely and um, it'll, it'll be like a nice, um, you know, uh, base to start with. Mm -hmm. And I think these rolls can be made up beforehand as well for the month of Ramadan as well. That's right. So we can freeze these. Uh, most of the savouries um, we do prepare beforehand. So maybe a month before most of, even here in, in UK, uh, where I am, where I live in Leicester, most of the, the households, you know, the people have been uh, preparing these and, and keeping them in their freezer. So it's easier in Ramadan to, you know, do your prayers. Um, it just makes everything easier. Mm -hmm. Well, here in South Africa, we're going through lots of challenges with the load shedding and electricity cuts and things like that. So it's a bit of oh a dear. challenge for us to prepare too much things beforehand. But nevertheless, a little bit of a for that as well. And, uh, I mean, um, yes. And, and Sister Anissa, I must say, Jazakallah for joining us on today's program. You've been a lovely guest. And I'm so delighted to have a guest all the way from UK. And wish you a lovely Ramadan and all the best for your Ramadan. Ramadan cookbook as well and all the best to you and to accept all your ibadat as well. Grant you lots and Amen. lots of barakah. Amen.
I mean, thank you so much, and, and thank you for allowing me to speak on your show. Um, and actually, I want you to mention that the second largest following is from South Africa. So thank, thank you so much for everybody's love and support and following my journey. And I wish you and my followers, uh, my audience, Ramadan Mubarak in advance. Um, and if you do happen to make any of my recipes, do tag me, and, and I love to share your cooking. Jazakallah. Definitely you. will. Definitely will. Jazakallah, Anissa. All the best to you. Assalamu alaikum. Well, our guest, our very special guest today was Sister Anissa Karodia, and she's all the way from the UK. You can follow her on Instagram page at Anissa Grams, Cook with Anissa, and she's also the author of the Ramadan cookbook. And later on in the program, we will be sharing with you one of our lovely recipes. It's called a cheesy chicken piri bread rolls recipe. Well, the question we're asking you today is, what is your most used kitchen appliance or gadget during the month of Ramadan? and what's your favorite dessert during Ramadan. You're also welcome to WhatsApp us any of your cooking or baking questions or concerns. 072-786-1548. After the break, we're talking Bada, Milk, Faluda, and Bombay Crush. Stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back. Welcome back, Sakya. Chazaklava. Indeed, a lovely interview with Sister Anissa Karodia. You can follow her on at Anissa Grams on Instagram. And a lovely, lovely, lovely person as well. I haven't met her in person, but... Uh, a very bubbly person as well and we can see all her lovely recipes on her Instagram page as well. Okay, we're talking about dal milk. Um we can say like for in, in Gujarati or Hindi they say dude, badam dude, okay? So there's badam uh, milk is made with ground almonds, cardamom powder, let's say ilachi, then some people add saffron, some people put ginger, sugar, condensed milk. So everybody has their own way, their own method, their own style of making badam milk. And you get the very rich variations, you get the very simple variations. So Zaki, I'm going to leave it over to you to tell us more about the badam milk story now. Okay, so inshallah today we'll be speaking about badam milk like you mentioned. Um, so what I've come across is such great uh, variations of badam milk. Mm. So I think here in South Africa, if you say cool badam milk, everybody thinks of the cane badam milk that you get. I think it's a yellow cane if I speak yes, to correct. And it's a fan to many. Um, our producer Mumtaz mentioned she goes yes. to them, they have favorite. But personally, I'm not a favorite of store-bought stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yes, worth saying that it does not mean I make everything at home. I do buy things. I do support um, your local vendors as well as franchise stores. It is tiring doing everything constantly, but certain things I still enjoy homemade. So I know you do get the Shans box mix and the Gitz box mix for badam milk. Um, Many people use that in their homes, um, and that is basically just mixes that recipes will share with you and variations that, um, you know, um, just have preservatives added to it. Mm -hmm. But what I found interesting is you can make cold badam milk and you can have warm badam milk, right? You can use the mixture in cold or warm. It doesn't make a difference. And like you said, there's simple recipes, there's rich recipes. And so we'll start with the simple ones, for example, to start off with, where you just have your basic um, badam and pista grounded uh, mixes that you add to your milk with some sugar. Um, if you want to make it a little extra, you can add in some vermicelli or some sago balls as well. Then if you look at social media, 
um, it's actually amazing to the extent of the recipes. Uh, something that's so simple, it's just a lovely drink to enjoy, consists of over 12 to 15 ingredients. Um, the fancy E-type uh, recipes, which consist of your tasty wheat, your sago, your vermicelli, saffron stands, ilachi, ilachi powder as well, and then you have your badam, your pista, condensed milk, um, your full cream milk. Um, those are your warmer types. Then I was very intrigued to find a cold badam milk recipe, and I found quite a few of these recipes doing research that consist of your badam, uh, your badam, which is your almonds, your cashews, your pistas, as well as fennel seeds, melon seeds, poppy seeds, and black pepper. Black oh, peppercorns. That is so, so, so different. And then dates. And then honey, of course, for extra sweetness. And then all you do is you roast all these nuts together, and then you ground it, and then you add it to cold milk. And it becomes a cold badam milk. In fact, I tried it, but I only couldn't find melon seeds. Um, you, you find the melon seeds in the stores to plant, but you don't find melon seeds that... Um, for uh, eating just so mm -hmm. easily, right? So I didn't get the melon seeds, but I did try the variation of four teaspoons, uh, four ta sorry for that, it's four tablespoons of almonds, four tablespoons of pistachios, four tablespoons of cashew nuts, it's 10 to 15 strands of saffron, two tablespoons of fennel seeds, 10 pieces of black pepper, and you roast that really nicely and then you mix it into a paste, uh, I mean you grind it into a paste with one cup of milk. And then you take that and you add it into one liter of milk with sugar to your preference. Top that drink off with ice and it's really very tasty. You can garnish it with some lovely dry roses, etc. Uh, I found it very nice, very different, very refreshing as well. Instead of having the sugar-loaded Bombay Crush or your mm. lassies or mm. stuff like that. Um, also, because it's um, so nutritious, you know, it has it's full of your vitamins, your calcium, plus all your nuts, all the um, your different vitamins and minerals as well. It's really healthy. It's really cooling to the system. And then also, like we were speaking previously, um, one of our um, staff members here at the radio station is very health conscious, and she mentioned to us that we can make a healthy uh, badam milk. Why do we always talk of everything that? so rich and expensive to make why don't we talk of the healthy options so she shared with us a healthy option which consisted of low fat milk or low um two percent um milk which is low low fat in content and then normal sugar or xylitol mm -hmm. with just your nuts no, and of course a lot of cardamom she mentioned she said it must have a lot of ilachi in it uh, to extract that flavor to enhance it off the badam milk so you know you're having badam milk for, so for all our health conscious guests you also have a variation that you can use which is your low fat milk with your nuts only and lots of ilachi and adding sugar to your preference if you're talking about ilachi that's a key ingredient a key secret ingredient in your badam milk as well and uh, you know uh, before the onset of ramadan comes and you find our mothers our grandmothers they're going out there and buying the badam and then cleaning it soaking it cleaning it they got the skins and then roasting it and putting all the ingredients together to make it badam 
butter milk paste as well, and it is added paste in. But for me, butter milk is tasting the pistas, tasting the, uh, the, 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 the chopped up butter. They even put the charoli in. You need to taste that, you know. Don't grind everything together. Uh, that's what you enjoy about the patal milk. And in most homes, you find they have patal milk every day, especially when you have Ramadan in your midwinter. And I and then sometimes some people say no, but I'm I mean too much of milk gives you a lot of phlegm in Ramadan, so you can dilute half water and half milk as well. Use your low-fat milk as well. Mm-hmm. You can use your low-fat milk also. What's a nice variation, and it enhances the flavor of the badam milk. And a lot of people keep it in their homes because it's something becoming so common today is your normal, uh, normal almond milk. Almond milk, yes. So instead yes. of using normal milk, use your almond milk so it's more full of flavor of badam. It's, make, it's less phlegmy on the chest and it's light. And like you said, mid-winter, winter, the warmer version is so amazing. It's so healthy. It's so filling as well. So you don't tend to overeat and then you're standing in Taravi, you're feeling so sluggish, mm-hmm. you're feeling heavy, you can't, you like, feel like you can't make it through. Have lighter, healthier options, more nutritional stuff like badam milk. If you actually look at it, it's so nutritional value in it. It's full of the nuts. It's milk, which is good for your bones. Gives you the, the strength to strengthen your bones so that you have the ability to stand in your tarawih for hours. And even if you have any cold, as in a colder version of badam milk, it's also it's refreshing in the heat. It's also lovely and sweet and it's wholesome. Mm-hmm, absolutely, yes. And this is, we'd like your input on your style of making badam milk as well. 072-786-1548. Okay, let's talk about, um, a little bit about, uh, about faluda, about your gas powder, your gas strings as well, and then your rose syrup, your Bombay crush as well. So... I'm a huge fan of Bombay Crush. I don't think anyone can make it as nice as the Indian restaurants. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, I haven't found a, a homemade recipe as good as the Indian restaurants. I don't know what's the secret, uh, but they make it the best. But I know there's lots of versions on the Bombay Crush. Um, there's one also on our guest, Sister Nisa's page that I came yes. across. Um, but it's your basic stuff. So it's... Your normal gas uh, powder in water, which is normally two teaspoons to a liter of water with two tablespoons sugar to, um, to the ratio to sweeten it. Or you can sweeten it using your sherbet syrup or your ruafsa syrup. And then obviously you allow it to set. Um, in today's times, a lot of people use their magic mix to grate it. But the olden times, we took a grater and we grated mm-hmm. it by hand. Um, it just gave you that lovely texture. Another thing that I've noticed is you get the uh, vermicelli noodles in the Indian spice shop. Yes. You can soak that in, um, in uh, rose syrup water with sugar. Uh, to allow it to um, absorb in those flavors. And then you can use that vermicelli in place of gas. Okay, lovely. Um, it has that glassy look and texture, but it has that uh, spaghetti stringy look, uh, which is nice for the aesthetics. Um, you can use that. Um, by soaking it in the, the rose syrup water, it, uh, it extracts that syrup uh, flavor into the vermicelli noodles. And then obviously your key ingredient, milk and ice cream, vanilla ice cream. Some people like to add in strawberry ice cream as well. And then you have your tukmaria seeds, mm-hmm. which is, I think, sip, 
in English. So soak that nicely, allow them to swell up nicely, um, let them be um, nice and clingy together so that it nice, um, so once you pour it into the bottom of your glass and you top your glass on it and then you pour in your milk with your rose syrup, um, you know, it just, it gets so entangled in each other so it gets all mixed uh, fusion flavors nicely. Um, I know different people, uh, when you look at recipes, everybody just says rose syrup. Mm -hmm. So some people use um, the Firdaus rose syrup, Ilachi syrup, as well as your um, Suji syrup. Some people uh, make their own rose syrup. Yes, indeed. Uh, making your own rose syrup, uh, syrup is really nice, but it's very time consuming. But I did see a trend on... on uh, I see it the Instagram. other day, a few days ago. Somebody made their own rose syrup. Yeah, it's really nice and easy. Um, concentrate, it's just a lot of... Um, it's, it's time consuming. But I think when things are time consuming, it's so much more... Um, Rewardful. You enjoy it more yes. because you know the effort that went into it. It's pure. There's no preservatives. It's fresh. It's um, more wholesome. So basically, your Bombay Crush is you're going to layer in your glass some rose syrup in the bottom or on the sides if you want to be fancy. Then you're going to add in your tukmuriya seeds that's been soaked, some of your grated glass or um, glass noodles. Then you're going to mix. Uh, you're going to top in your rose. Um, milk syrup gonna top it off with ice cream and then you can drizzle some more rose syrup on top you can add some of your grated gas on top of your ice cream with some seeds some nuts some dried rose petals and you can garnish it some people be extravagant and they even add on uh, whopped cream you know but it, that's everybody's different preference. I know Ramadan is not about eating, but we make it about eating. We look forward to it, although we eat savory the whole year. We have a whole different menu, we have different food menu ideas for the month of Ramadan, yet there is so much of so much of barakah in the food that we have. And I always say there's, there's so much of barakah in the food, there's barakah in the dishes, there's barakah in the laundry in the month of Ramadan. So I'm glad there's so much of barakah in this world. And, um, you know, Ramadan is such a special month, you know, and uh, now with the 15th Shammah, we just passed it, so we know we're heading now two weeks left before the month of Ramadan. And, um, yes, to be asking you the question today, dearest listeners, uh, what is your most used kitchen appliance or gadget during the month of Ramadan, and what's your favorite dessert during Ramadan? Coming back to the Bombay Crush, I think it's very rich as well. It's a meal on its own for me. I feel it's a dessert. No, it's a dessert, but I think I don't think if I, I can eat anything after that. If I, I think I'll probably only finish a quarter of that. It was, it, and it has to be made in those big glasses. Those milkshake glasses. Those milkshake glasses. But you can go small, you know. But I mean, there's so much things adding to it. So I think maybe a That's quarter yeah. of that will be just more than enough for me. Well, I'm not actually a person that makes all these uh, extravagant meals in Ramadan or Me enjoying it because Never. I feel we we fasting the whole day. So, you know, you, you constantly, just because the mind knows, okay, I haven't eaten today. I want this, I want that, I want that. And we lay our tables and our dastarkhans out so lovely and beautifully in Ramadan. But we eat one, two savouries and can we eat more? Never, nothing. And a cup of tea, or your kahwa tea, or your little bit of like uh, your tukka on your yogurt, and then that's it. You don't want to eat anything after it. But yes, you can have lots of drinks after it, your water, your cool drinks, your juices, but you're thirsty, you know? 
Yes, so it's very important to hydrate. And then on the topic of hydration, and while we're talking of lovely drinks, uh, very important besides water is, like we've mentioned previously, your, your, red, uh, your red sherbet. You can add in your gas, into it, your grated gas, yes. and your tukmoria. And that really helps with hydration, mm-hmm. especially in Ramadan because our bodies are so dehydrated from the whole day. And then obviously standing long hours in Tarawih. So to keep hydrated and use our recipes. Uh, we have lovely recipes up on the website. All our guests that we um, interview every week. For example, if you go on to Sister Anissa's page today, she's got lovely drink recipes and for Ramadan. And she's got videos of it. She makes it a, in fact, she's got a video of the one we're going to be sharing with you today. It's on my Instagram page. Go follow me on Amara underscore Mullah. Follow on Zakia. What's your Instagram page? Mindsex underscore Sweetbake. Okay, so let's go for the show of the when we come back, we're going to share with you the cheesy chicken piri burrito recipe. And then we're going to be taking your WhatsApp questions or concerns. 072-786-1548. Stay tuned. Assalamualaikum and welcome back. Well, Zakia, we've got a question here. Before we go on to the recipe today, we've got a question here from one of our listeners. She says, Assalamualaikum, please help. Someone gave us lamb meat. However, it has a chemical smell. It's not old, rotten or gone off. It just has that chemical smell. Tried soaking it in vinegar and salt. Cooked it and threw the water away. Cooked it with extra spice and ginger garlic. But it's still smelling chemical. What is the cause of this, please? Oh, alaikum salam to the listener. Um, a chemical smell is not um, something that's normally with um, meat produce. It could be that the meat is nothing wrong, like you mentioned, but it came into contact with um, chemicals, which yes. is not correct. So if someone's given you this meat, maybe you should ask them regarding the matter so that they can inform you because... I cannot advise you to say uh, discard of it because I don't know what's the chemicals, if they're harmful or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could just be something that they use that's not harmful or food grade approved. Um, Or it could be something that's not food grade approved and we're just going to be advising to um, waste that meat. So my best advice is that you actually ask the person that you received it from so that they can inquire and guide you best. Um, Look, lots of chemicals are food grade, um, so it can have that smell and it's not harmful or toxic to you because it's food grade approved. Um, As you said, you've cooked it. I don't know if you ate it and you had any reaction. Mm -hmm. So um, if you cooked it and you ate it and it has no reaction, it's probably chemicals that they use in the abattoir or around the animal while slaughtering. Or where it was stored where it was stored but it's food grade approved unfortunately i don't think there's a way you can take the smell out mm. so just try your home remedies which is keep coating it in flour and washing it mm. or you're uh, soaking it in your rough salt water vinegar, with vinegar. Mm. but um other than that there is no way to remove the chemical smell from meat or produce and if it's a food grade, um, if it's a food grade chemical, it's fine to consume. But yes, I'm sure the smell is probably putting you off. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that I cannot advise you on that one. Okay, I hope she gets herself sorted out with inshallah. that. Inshallah. I mean, okay. Before we go to the other WhatsApp questions, let's go and share the recipe with the listeners. It's a cheesy chicken piri bread rolls recipe, and it's from um, the author of the Ramadan cookbook, Sister Anissa Krams, who was our guest earlier in the program. It's 600 grams 
grams of chicken pieces, cubed chicken pieces, that's 600 grams, then 20 grams of butter, one onion diced, one onion diced, a tablespoon of ginger garlic masala, a tablespoon of ginger garlic masala, a teaspoon of chili powder, a teaspoon of chili powder, a teaspoon of chili puree or chili paste, then six tablespoons of sweet corn, six tablespoons of sweet corn, a tablespoon of piri piri sauce of choice, that's a tablespoon of piri piri sauce of choice, a half a green and red pepper chopped, that's a half a, a half a green and red pepper chopped. Then you're going to take some fresh, uh, fresh uh, spring onions and fresh green tanya that has been chopped as well. Then 200 grams of cream cheese, 200 grams of cream cheese, 125 grams of mozzarella cheese, 125 grams of mozzarella cheese, then 1 to 2 loaves of bread, 2 to 3 beaten eggs, some breadcrumbs and salt to taste. Now the method, you're going to melt your butter in a preheated pan. You add in your chicken pieces, your onions, your ginger garlic paste. Then you cook until water has evaporated. Then you throw in your chili powder, your salt, your chili paste, your sweet corn, your pretty pretty sauce of choice, your chopped peppers and mix everything together. Cook for one to two minutes so the spices mix in nicely. Leave the mixture aside when cool, sprinkle over chopped spring onions, fresh chopped coriander, dania, and add in cream cheese and mozzarella cheese. Then you warm a few slices bread in the microwave. Trim the sides and remove crust. Roll, put the slice of bread thinly. Brush with flour paste and take a tablespoon of mixture and place on one side of the bread. Roll into a cigar shape and seal. Dip in beaded egg and breadcrumbs, fry in shallow oil, and these bread rolls can be made ahead of time and kept in the freezer. And this recipe is on the Real Islam website. Go to realislam.co.za. If you don't have access to the internet, call Sister Faiza on 011-854-7022. And the video of making this um, bread rolls is on my Instagram page, Amara underscore Mullah. You can also follow Zakia at sex underscore sweetback as well. Another question, Zakia. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. About Indian made faluda, it's not gas, it's specially made vermicelli bean use, which make it so delicious, and milk use is pre boiled jazakallah. So, gee, that's the vermicelli that I was telling yes. you. You get the vermicelli noodles in your Indian grocery stores. You can soak that in your uh, rose syrup water to enhance the flavor. Okay. Uh, another listener says, Salams, my air fryer is the most used. Started air frying most of my savories from last year, Ramadan. Jazakallah for that. Yes, I'm sure most of the listeners are making, putting all the savories in the air fryers this year as well. On that uh, topic of the air fryer, Apamara, a lot of uh, people's been giving us feedback that they use the air fryer also. So you make your savouries and you keep it uh, in your air fryer. You, you make it in the air fryer and then you keep it in the air fryer and plus minus up to an hour it stays warm and crunchy and crispy in the air fryer. Alhamdulillah for that. Okay, great. Uh, the about the meat, Tori says, she says she did ask the person, we are it, uh, we are, we are Okay, she said they already ate it, nobody got sick, but the smell is putting them off. 
Okay, so it's probably a food grade chemical used um, around the animal while uh, slaughtering or in storage like we've mentioned. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, there's no way that I can tell you you have to use a certain method that's going to take the smell out of it. It's just like Gurbani meat. You, It's your luck. Yeah. Unfortunately, you have good luck or bad luck with it. Um, Allah make it easy for you. Amen, amen. And I tell you what, the person for giving it to you as well, you know. But I think on the other it's very important, you know, if you give somebody something, make sure there's no smell or anything adult in that as well. I think it's also quite important to make mention of it. I don't think they really meant it, but it is some you know, important thing to always remember that as well. Uh, another listener says, Assalamu alaikum, wa alaikum salam, lovely show. My mum and myself always make badam milk for Ramadan. We don't even remove the peel, just grinding together almonds, like 50%, a packet of charoli, pista, char, magach, and a singora flour, and mix all together with a teaspoon of two of cardamom powder, easy to make, and alhamdulillah, very traditional. This is now what the grandmothers and our mothers used to make before the onset of Ramadan. This is now the proper, proper badam milk based recipe as well. Jazakallah for sharing as well. And this one said, uh, not that firm, silly too, the listener that said uh, about the faluda, um, not that vermicelli too, it's made using mazina. Appa will send you the video of the recipe, inshallah, but you have to make fresh, only last a few days in a fridge, not freezer suitable, okay? Please send us a video. I think it's I know what the listener is talking about. about. Yes. So like how you make your mazina mix yes. uh, with your vinegar for your achar, um, you'll use the mazina um, with water, rose water and normal water and then your sarbat um, your rose syrup and then you mix it like basically almost like making a Turkish delight and then you allow it to set and then you grate it as well Okay, this one says, last time, or message I'm taking, my late mother-in-law used to make rose syrup for weddings, unfortunately did not get her recipe, please can you share a nice homemade rose recipe, um, yes sister, inshallah next week, just make a note of it, to share a nice homemade rose recipe, or maybe one of the listeners would like to send us a homemade rose recipe, you can uh, send us 072-786-1548, and that, uh, please send it to us on the homemade rose recipe as well, we'd love to shared with the listeners out there. Well, we've come to the end of a lovely informative program. Jazakallah to all those who WhatsApp. Mouth, I couldn't take anybody's WhatsAppers. More than that, time is already up. Jazakallah to our guest, Anissa Karodia, uh, Anissa Grahams from the UK for a lovely interview as well. Jazakallah to Mumtaz for getting all the lovely guests. Jazakallah Zakia and to all the lovely listeners. Inshallah, if little worlds, we will be back next week with another lovely topic, another lovely program. For me, Amara and Zakia, Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.